0: On this energetic episode, we dive deep into living a fit life from a warrior's perspective. We're not talking about hitting the gym or going on some steroid wave. We're talking about making a life change and being prepared physically and mentally for anything that comes your way. As a warrior, you must always be battle ready. Our special guest today is Navy SEAL Stu Smith. He's the founder of Stu Smith Fitness and a best-selling author of over 30 books. This guy is an expert in tactical fitness. Join us in this conversation where you're gonna learn why it is so important to be fit, not just for your health, but to protect your life and the life of your loved ones. Stand by. Rise up a warrior, my brothers. Welcome back to The Man of War. My name is Ralph Conde, and of course, I am your host. I am the man on a mission to transform you into a modern-day warrior. Yes, they do exist. Yes, you can do it. More importantly, this is what we're going to be talking about right off the bat here. The conclave of warriors. If you've been hiding under a rock, then wake the hell up. I want to see you downtown Miami, December 1 and 2 at the Ash Auditorium at the James L. Knight Center for an event that's going to change you forever for an event that's going to empower you, and it's going to strengthen your mindset. It's going to strengthen your self-confidence, your courage, and above all, it's going to lead you down the road of living a life that truly embodies that warrior spirit. Gentlemen and women from all walks of life are welcome As long as you have an open mind and you are ready to start making that change, I want you on board here. Go to conclaveofwarriors.com to check it out and of course get more information and reserve your ticket. I'm telling you, they are selling unbelievably fast. Let's put it this way, about tenfold faster than what I expected these tickets to sell. And I got to tell you, I'm blown away. We're going to have people from all over the world, and I want you there. I want you part of this brotherhood. It's going to be an experience for you, something that's going to change you. When you leave and when you go home that Sunday evening, you are going to be changed forever. Our speakers are not there to speak at you. They are there to to have that one-on-one connection with you a big difference from your typical conferences out there and your events when you have sales guys and you have you know everybody pitching their shit out there no this is not about that this is about communicating one-on-one with breakout sessions with q a sessions with pt sessions and with a beautiful presentation that first day inside the ash theater in the james l knight center guys women Join us, don't miss this event. Go to conclaveofwarriors.com. Hey, also, just to remind you, we have a brand new YouTube channel. We're gonna have uh, new videos every single week there. Give us a subscribe, we would really, really appreciate it. Of course, also, man, you gotta remember this, give us a follow on Instagram. We're definitely moving in the right direction, getting new followers every single week. We're immersive, we're going doing live sessions. You're gonna love it at man of war with two Rs. All right, let's get right into this badass episode. I want you to whip out your pen and paper and take notes. This is one of those episodes that could truly change your life if you can implement what Stu Smith talks about in this episode. Enjoy. <laughs> Stu Smith welcome to the man of war and I am so proud to have you on man it's an honor
1: well hey you know thank you so much uh you know I've I looked at your list of guys previously uh you know selected for this uh podcast and I'm, I'm honored to be in in that category so thank you very much
0: Awesome, man. Now, I've been following you for a while. We were talking before the podcast, and uh, you have some great, great wisdom on fitness. And, you know, what I love about you is that you're basically just a straightforward guy. You know, you're a straight shooter, and you tell it like it is. So what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you introduce yourself for the audience.
1: Sure. Yeah, my name's Stu Smith. I, um, you know, I grew up being an athlete, you know, throughout, uh, you know, grade school, high school, know, not necessarily great at any particular sport, but, you know, I, I learned that if I could put some time and training, you know, I could be competitive and make a team. And, you know, so that, that was kind of like the foundation of, of everything I've, I've done, you know, whether that was, you know, tackling a, you know, an academic challenge or a physical challenge, you know, just, you know, just kind of, I knew that work would get me there. Um, and then, you know, I got lucky enough, um, you know, with some hard work and, uh, some good coaching and teachers that I got into the Naval Academy, you know, spent four years there, graduated from there and went to the, um, Navy SEAL training, um, and, you know, finished Navy SEAL training, went into a SEAL team and yeah, I was, I was only in for almost, uh, eight years and, um, I got out, uh, you know, close to 1999, you know, so I was in, in during the nineties, different world before nine 11, I will say there's a new class of warrior that we've created, um, since post nine 11 and, uh, honored to have been part of, um, you know, some of that training, uh, for, for those guys. But yeah, I kind of specialize in, in what is now called tactical fitness, you know, when I started, it was military law enforcement, firefighter fitness, and I've created a lot of programs, you know, depending on the, uh, genre of, of the activity, you know, the unique thing about it is that, uh, you know, everybody has a different fitness test. Everybody has, um, you know different selection program a boot camp academy whatever that is and so you know the programming around that you know has to be fairly specific you know for those guys to you know have success so um... i found a a unique niche in the in the world and you know have been working out and writing about it you know ever since i got out
0: so this is not just for the military for the law enforcement guy Mm -hmm. this is for anyone that really wants to step up and start living a life that you know, truly embodies that that fitness, that warrior-minded fitness type, right?
1: Oh, absolutely! In fact, in this program here, when they came out with the the term tactical fitness, I, I created this baby. You know, tactical fitness, and and it's not for just military, law enforcement, and firefighters. It is to create a mindset and a uh, physical ability to save your life in any situation, you know, whether that is a natural disaster, an accident, you know, you being able to save your own life, your families, you know, God forbid you have to carry your family out in a, in a house fire. You know, do you have the capability to do that? And that's really what tactical fitness is. You know, it is for you to be able to, um, and that's why I take it so seriously because, you know, I tell people all the time, especially if you're in the you know, tactical professions is, you know, one day your life is going to depend on your fitness level and especially for the tactical professions, but for all of us, potentially one day your life is going to depend on your fitness level and maybe someone else's that you're trying to help. And if you can't help that person because of your fitness level, you know, that's a lot to live with. So, you know, I, I try to preach it on, on that level, you know, that it is for everybody. And it's not just for the military, law enforcement, and firefighters. It is for them specifically, but it is for everybody.
0: Now, that's a great point because uh, being a uh, police officer, uh, I train at the uh, academy also, and I train a lot of cadets. I've been training there for over a decade. And, uh, you know, my focus is firearms and DTs. And a lot of the cadets, for the most part, the recruits, you know, they're really focused on the firearms because, you know, that's where a good chunk of them fail if they're going to fail. Unfortunately, sure. um, however, I have a little bit of a different mindset. I think from the defensive tactics approach, the fitness approach, I think in the academies nowadays, we need to focus on what you're saying a little bit more in the sense that you, we need to get these cadets, these recruits in shape to fight for their lives. And um, I think it's a key key element there when you you know when you said hey you know you're not just getting fit to be healthy you're getting fit well of course that that's a part of it but you're getting fit to to fight for your life right to strengthen that will to fight that will to survive because i don't know if you agree with me but our mind could say hey man we're gonna fucking do this we're gonna kick ass we're gonna be there but when the time comes calling, if you're not fit, you're not strong enough, you you don't have the stamina, you're going to fall apart.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think we are as humans are built to survive. I mean, there's, you know, there's a moment in, in your, you know, you know, if you can limit these, you know, life, um, life events, you know, in your life, that's great. Um, you know, depending on your profession, you may not be able to, but there's sometimes your, your life is on the line, you know, when you're in the tactical professions, it's often, so it is critical. Your fitness is, is on that, but you know, if you're a regular guy, you know, you just, you just never know when, you know, one day you're going to have to pull your family out of a situation and, you know, not being able to do that is, uh, you know, is, is a shame. Um, you know, but we, as humans are built to survive, I, I completely believe that. But, you know, if you're in the tactical professions, I, I don't think survival's enough. You know, I, I have the saying that I use and it helped me get through buds all the time. Um, and I learned it in my first and only marathon. I said, okay, I'm never going to do that again. That sucked. Right. But, you know, I realized when I went to that marathon, my goal was to just finish. And I just wanted to, you know, get in under four hours, have a respectable time, you know, spent some time training. But I noticed some guys over here, you know, right before the event started, you know, they looked like maybe they were from Kenya. You know, they're doing their dynamic stretches, stretching, hydrating, doing everything you're supposed to do as an athlete. And I thought to myself, you know, they're not anywhere near the mindset I am in right now because my goal is just to finish this thing. You know, they're trying to break you know, their best score, you know, their best time, Sure. you know, they're trying, they're trying to get a personal best of dropping a minute off their marathon time, which is phenomenal. Right. And I realized right there that, you know, the competitive mindset is required for a lot of this tactical fitness thinking, if you think about it, because, and then I came up with the saying train to compete, not just survive, because I see a lot of people and you may have seen this too, get into the academies or, the Navy or Army or wherever you know, by getting the minimum standards, you get yep. these minimum standards. They get you in, That's and right. then you have the horrible time of dealing with the training itself, and you never really catch up. You're constantly behind. You're failing, borderline failing, failing events, and you know you're you're getting overuse injuries. You know, so this this minimum standard mindset is, I think, is the killer, right? So you have to think about Good point. competing. Competing and being on the top of the class, you know, and at least, you know, if you can, if you can get your scores up to a level where you're nowhere near even worried about failing, you know, you're, you're starting to get in that zone now.
0: That's a you know, that's a great point. I mean, the fact mm-hmm. that uh, you know, just getting up to minimum does not guarantee you that you're going to be ready to fight for your life. There's there's no way, um, and I think most agencies, most departments out there. Uh, need to step that up a little bit and keep their guys, you know, on a checklist um, when it comes to fitness and get them, you know, prepared to be able to, you know, one year of in-service training, uh, where you have maybe a two-hour or a three-hour uh, class, you know, about DTS or getting in, you know, getting fit. It's not good enough, uh, in my opinion. So what we're going to do here is we're going to shift hats a little bit. I want you to yes. tell me then. How does a individual say in his late 30s, early 40s, that basically is, you know, moderately in shape, but how does he take that up to that next level to really say, hey, you know what, I want to start living this warrior lifestyle. I want to have this warrior mindset. And I know with that comes fitness and preparation for a situation where, you know, the shit might hit the fan.
1: You know what? That's, that's a great question. And, and what I typically do is, is first assess, you know, let's see where you are, right? And if you're, if you're a beginner, you know, treat yourself like a beginner. You know, don't do something where, you know, you're going to start off too hard, too fast, too often, and get yourself hurt, right? Because that's completely demoralizing, right? And you'll probably have very little chance of, of kind of moving forward from where you are now, but treat yourself like a beginner. Give yourself a month to do some, something that creates a habit of fitness to kind of build that foundation of fitness. Then you're going to start, you know, ramping it up a little bit, maybe go from calisthenics and start adding weights, maybe going from biking and non-impact activity to running. You know, there may be some weight loss required in there too you know so there may be some diet challenges for you or just work out a little bit harder you're still young enough to where your metabolism can can work in your favor um you know but you know after a a certain point maybe four or five months you know maybe now it's time to start getting serious with something um a little more in the defensive tactics like you said you know take a martial arts class um you know krav maga you know whatever floats your boat jujitsu you know i love all of those you know my son's you know, does Taekwondo as a kid and now he's moving into grappling, you know? So, I mean, get a, get a broad, you know, um, get a broad taste of all the different, you know, combative sports out
0: there. You're wrestling
1: even, you know, whatever.
0: Now, now what's your take on say CrossFit running, things like that?
1: Um, well, I run a lot. I don't do CrossFit. Not that I... Don't like CrossFit, but I also don't do Zumba either. Y- you know, it's just something sure, that sure. I, I just don't think it's a, you know, something that I...
0: Hey, my brothers, just a quick break in the action here. I'm going to ask you something that I haven't asked you for a while. Please leave us a review on iTunes. It's very important for us. I would really appreciate it. That way we can continue trending higher on the iTunes charts. And of course, I will continue bringing you some great content for free weekly
1: you know, like, I do like a few CrossFit workouts. I like the Murph. I like, you know, you know, those classic ones that are, that they do. Um, you know, I've, I've been making my own workouts now for, you know, probably 25 years and yeah, you know, I just prefer to do that. And I prefer to mix a lot of things in as opposed to just focusing on, you know, maybe one or two elements of fitness. You know, I'd, I'd rather mix in a little bit of everything, you know, instead of just focusing on, you know, a power lifting day, which is fine, you know, do that. For a cycle. Um, you know, but I also like to mix in some, some form of cardio in there because, you know, I can get strong. I'm a powerlifting football player and I can get strong in the weight room and, but then, you know, climbing up a flight of stairs or, you know, is going to kill me. Right. So I got to keep, I keep, got to keep adding on some, a little bit of cardio. And, and as I get a little bit older, I pull back a little bit on the running, maybe instead of running, you know, five days a week, I'm running every other day now. You know, just to, uh, you know, give my joints a break, start swimming, non-impact cardio, you know, some, some hard ones in there too, you know, rowing, biking, you know, all of those are great options for you, especially as you're aging. You know, you may have some, you know, a history of athletics that have brought some injuries along with you, maybe a history of, you know, tactical professions that always brings injuries, you know, along with it, you know, that you may have to start thinking a little smarter about how you, you know, you do some of these workouts. And, uh, you know, not kill yourself, you know,
0: doing them. Right. So a lot of the focus that, that you're focused on is, you know, functional fitness where, you know, you're, you're not just going to the weight room every day to do, you know, barbell curls or, you know, bench presses or leg presses. Right. I mean, you want to be able to, from what I'm gathering here, want to be able to have a little taste of everything. Now, give me, for example, uh, say a week, you know, during a week. All right, say you start off, say your week start off on a Monday. I mean, should someone okay. like a beginner, okay, say like we talked about it, like a beginner, should they step up and start working out five times a week, four times a week? I mean, what would you recommend?
1: You know what? I, a beginner, I would have them move, right? Some form of activity every day, you know, because my goal is to get them moving again. You know, instead of, you know, not doing anything that day, I would rather see you walk for 20 minutes, right? And if you're pretty lean and, you know, you're not necessarily, um, you know, too overweight, you know, you can mix some of that walking with some jogging in there. You, may, you know, maybe on the days in between, you know, do some other form of non-impact cardio, you know, bike, elliptical. Just get moving, you know, start off with stretching and calisthenics, Um You know, and then you know, add some dumbbells. You know, don't go crazy. Last thing you want to do is, if you're 35, 40 years old, is remember all those workouts you used to do when you are 18 and 20, and say, "Oh yeah, this is what I used to do: five sets of five deadlifts, you know, hang cleans, power cleans, bench press." Let's go hit it, right? And well, Mm -hmm, you know what? mm -hmm, That's probably going to break you.
0: Sure, makes sense. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the mindset that goes with a little bit of a higher level. Uh, you know, tactical Mm -hmm. fitness guy. So when we talk about pushing ourselves beyond our self-imposed limits, um, you know, guys like yourself, Navy SEAL guys, have have tasted that. Unfortunately, a lot of individuals out there, especially in other tactical professions, have never really tasted that, um, where you're really pushing yourself from that mindset point of view beyond that self-imposed limit. What's your strategy to get somebody to have a breakthrough like that? Well, you know, uh, that's another
1: great question. Um, You know, I would say this. It's all relative because getting somebody who does nothing but sit on the couch or sit in a cubicle all day to start moving is just as uncomfortable as getting a guy who is a very highly trained athlete Mm -hmm. now to prepare himself for special ops training right and to endure something like hell week great right i mean you know so it's all relative you know so i think those challenges can be built or i think those that mindset can be built with just getting comfortable being uncomfortable that's one of my favorite sayings you know when it comes to Mm -hmm. you know kind of the mindset or the mental toughness side of it but you know, it, it's not like, you know, just that saying is going to give you mental toughness and motivation to go do it. Because here's what happens. You, you need that initial taste of motivation. Absolutely. That's going to get you moving. You want to do this. You want to be a firefighter. You want to be a police officer. You want to just get in better shape. You know, that motivation is great, but it doesn't last very long. So that's why I tend to start people off doing something every day. Right. I mean, even if it's easy, like walking, because you got to build that habit, because with that habit, you're going to build a a consistency of doing something. And and, well, through consistency, you're going to build a habit. And with that habit, you now have created some discipline. And that's what gets you through all of this is discipline, you know, because there are days that you're not going to be motivated at all. Mm -hmm right? Sure, and you, sure. you, you still get up and you do it anyway. That is when you're starting to realize you've got the mindset, whether it is a guy who just needs to walk 15 minutes because he's been, you know, he's a true beginner and needs to lose 50 pounds, or he's the guy that, you know, thinks about, well, maybe I don't need to work out today, but he's going to buds in, in the next two weeks, right? And, uh, you know, he, he may want to, he, you know, he may, sure. may want to do that, you know, but after that, you know, you know, with that, Discipline. now you're talking about the mindset that you speak you know the mental toughness some resiliency and what I always kind of refer it to as a different perspective because uh, one of the stories I have um when I went to uh, SEAL training is I remember the first day of SEAL training right I had trained for two years for this moment right and the end of SEAL training I remember saying all right everything I've done prepared me for this and i'm not dying you know it was tough wasn't easy but i'm i'm good to go i think i'm i think i found a place where i i can stay here right you know and i looked at my watch i'm like wait a second it's five o'clock we're done for the day you know just got to go eat dinner I don't have homework to do. I don't have a night shift to do. I don't have, you know, test to study for the next day cause I came right out of college and went in there, you know? So my day typically never ended until midnight, right? Sure. So my, my whole life was all about, you know, move, move, move. I'd squeeze in a workout in the morning I'd squeeze one in at lunch. I would get one after a rugby practice, you know, is all about trying to fit my preparation into a very busy day. And at the end of the day, of of seal train i was like oh this is awesome are you kidding me all i gotta do is gotta get my gear ready for tomorrow and stretch and you know lick my (laughs) wounds that's awesome but the next guy's perspective you know saying oh my god this about killed me this day i can't believe at 5 a.m we got a four mile timed run tomorrow what the hell you know I, i i can't make it you know you're what i just mentioned about building habits and you know, discipline and motivation and all that, you know, all that builds a different perspective on when you are going to endure something that is challenging.
0: That's phenomenal. Yeah. Thank you. That's awesome. That's a great insight there. And, uh, For our listeners, I mean, those are words of wisdom right there. You can't, you can't fight that. All right, there's it's very, very simple. Everyone has that different perspective, and like you said, you know, a beginner starts, and it might just be getting his ass off the couch. You know, getting to know the uncomfortable. Now, when we start speaking about really pushing yourself and really getting to, you know, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, I mean. I know that everyone is different, but do you believe that the more you do it, the better you're going to be? In other words, you're going to feel a little bit more comfortable in that environment?
1: Yes. I will say this, though. There is a fine line between mental toughness and stupidity. Right? (laughs) Gotcha. You know what I mean? You can do way too much and hurt yourself. And I will say as a special ops trainer you know guys that i typically see want to go into special ops you know variety of fields uh whether it's swat team fbi swat seals rangers sf you know all those guys that you know i i get to work with and it's a lot of fun i would say this you know all these guys are in phenomenal shape there's no physical reason why they should fail anything however as a coach i would say one of my biggest jobs is pulling the reins on a stupid idea right? Like, Hey, I'm going to go run this marathon that's coming up just for a gut check. Well, you know, you may not want to do that. You know, I actually Mm -hmm. had a guy do the JFK 50 miler on a whim against my recommendations, you know, and for two months he was nursing his hips and, you know, had some Achilles tendonitis that screwed up his training for, for over two months, you know? So anyway, it's, I would say, you know, as a as, as a coach and as a former athlete and and then that student mindset of like you know i mean i know i'm in good shape but am i in good shape enough you know sometimes you know it's it's great to push hard get a killer workout and you got to put your time in there's no 30 minute gym workout that's going to prepare you for a day of special ops training you know period you know you got to put your time in you know a four mile ruck might take you 45 minutes and that's just rucking and then you got to run five miles and then you got to You know, swim a mile, you know, all these things, you know, if you were to spread that out into a day, you know, it takes several hours in a day to be able to do that and to really adequately prepare. And there's a fine line between overtraining, too, you know, and you have to listen to your body. One thing I've gotten really smart with, I'd say, in the last 10 years is um, middle of the week, doesn't matter who you are, we throw in a mobility day and we pull back on all intensity, So Monday, Tuesday might've been a hard upper body, lower body day, a lot of cardio options in there. And then Wednesday we'll do a five minute bike, five minute stretch or foam roller. And we do that five times. And then we go into the pool. We swim for 10 minutes. We tread water for 10 minutes. And all those dynamic stretches we used to do, you know, before a sports match or a game or a workout, you do it in chest deep water. And that is my mobility day. It takes about an hour, hour and a half, but. I leave a gym and I'm turning 50 this year. I leave a gym and I feel no pain. And that is, Oh man, it feels so good, you know, to be able to do that. And my guys, you know, I'm seeing the results in them just taking an easy day in the middle of the week. And they still have three other hard days to do, you know, the rest mm-hmm. of the week, of you know, course. that I usually give them a rest day on, on Sunday as well. But that, that's a good day to kind of lick your wounds and, and relax. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I would say, you know, you got to do it. You got to do, you got to go hard and you got to hit, you know, hit those perceived limitations, hit those scores that, you know, that are specific enough to, you know, give you success, right? You you know, you got to do four mile timed runs every week at seal training. You know, if you can get those in under 28 minutes, you know, in a pair of boots on and in the sand, you're going to pass, right? You know, you're, you're a couple minutes below the minimum standard, you know, so don't go there flirting with the minimum standard because you have a bad day at budge you're going to fail that test right and we all have bad days
0: makes sense makes sense yeah so let's talk a little bit, let's dive deep into self-discipline. And this is one I think that for the most part is a killer for most people. It's a killer for them to, to not get their ass out of bed, for, not, for always procrastinating, never following through. Talk to me about how we can start developing you know, discipline, even, even just little tidbits that you might uh, throw to our listeners here.
1: Sure. Yeah, I'll share that one with you too, because I find the same parallel with motivation. You know, it, it is not my job to motivate someone to serve their country, right? To serve their community, right? You know, and you know it's self motivation. Discipline's the same way. You know, I can't make somebody more disciplined. You know, it, you still have to get up in the morning, drive to come to our workouts, and do our workouts. You know, there, there's a amount of discipline that that comes with showing up. So I tell people nine times out of ten. You're gonna succeed if you just show up. Hmm. You, you know what I mean? showing up is is the key to self-discipline. right? and That's And like great. I said, we, yep. we we mentioned it earlier too, uh, with getting comfortable, being uncomfortable. Um, and then, you know, pushing limits. There's one, uh, another saying that I really like, and I, I know I'm throwing out some sayings here for you, but I'm trying to give some tidbits out there that kind of gives you an idea of the, the mindset that you, you, we were talking about sure. and, and it comes down to mental toughness and a great definition I heard of mental toughness. And it's, and it's really hard to explain other than this little statement, but mental toughness is finding the fuel when the tank is empty. You know, it's not an uncommon saying. It's all black over and white yep. and everywhere. It's finding the fuel when the tank is empty. So that is, you know, you're done physically. You, you are done. And there's other people that say, Hey, when you think you're done, you still have another 40% left, right? You, you're mm-hmm. never really done yeah. You, you sure. know, so, you know, and, and once you kind of play around with that mindset and push yourself to that level borderline, like I said, borderline overtraining, but try not to overtrain and throw in those recovery days when you know you've been overtraining or pushing yourself too hard. You know, those will help you get stronger. You know, you're not going to get stronger by beating yourself up every day, day after day after day. Eventually, you're going to break. You know, something will happen. So
0: so let's dive deep into what's, Stu Smith, your day from the time you wake up to the time you put your head on the pillow.
1: All right. Well, I will say this: when I, by the time I put my head on the pillow, I am out. I mean, <laughs>
0: you're gassed am, out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't, <laughs> uh, I don't mess around. I'm probably walking around like a zombie for about half an hour before that happens. But yeah, I usually wake up at five, five fifteen, somewhere around there. Get a little snack because uh, I start working out at six a.m. Um, I work out at this little local community center where kids join me. Like I said, these kids join me who want to be in the military, law enforcement, firefighters. Uh, we train them for free. Anybody who wants to serve, it's a free program. And you know what? I will say this. If, if I'm going to write about training and speak about training, I need to be training people a lot. Otherwise, I'm just guessing, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot yeah. of the things that I, you know, create come from these workouts that I offer kids. You know, and when I say kids, they're, you know, post-college, you know, some of them are in high school at the probably the youngest but you know some of them are in their tw- most of them are in their 20s and you know and they're getting ready to enlist go into service academies go ROTC maybe already in ROTC coming you know spending the summer with us you know whatever but you know they're they're we got SWAT team guys. We have FBIs wanting to be SWAT team guys and firefighters. So it's a big mix of everybody. And, you know, the cool thing about these workouts is they're pretty scalable. They last about two hours. And typically we start off, like today was a upper body day. We did a lot of pull-ups and push-ups and TRXs, made it a little harder, carried some sandbags. A couple of the guys carried, uh, firemen carried drills, farmer walks, and then we ran a mile every set. So we did those, did like four sets of that right. And just uh, took us about a little over an hour. And then we jumped in the pool for about a half an hour. Some guys worked on their treading. Some guys worked on the technique of swimming. Other guys did put on a pair of fins and they were swimming for a mile, you know, so it kind of varies on, on what you need to work on. And, you know, I take the weaknesses and the, the biggest thing that I do, I would say is make people realize where their weaknesses are
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then focus on your weakness. You know, just because you're great at running doesn't mean you need to do all the mileage that we're doing today. You know, I'd rather you see see you under the pull-up bar if you suck at pull-ups than, than running, you know, five-minute miles. You know, five-minute miles is great, yeah. but you're going to kick everybody's ass in a, you know, typical, you know, military, you know, setting, you know. Right, so, right. You know, and then after that, I come home, I eat a big breakfast, um, and I start writing. Yeah, I write for military.com. I write three articles a, a week for them. Um, I write for you. Remember that old website about.com?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You remember that one? Yeah, well, I remember that.
1: They, they hired me a while back ago to update all of their military articles. Oh so damn! I, I'm, okay, I'm kind of rewriting all their articles because they they were just blatantly cut and paste from DoD websites, and they were just horrible. And they're wow. so outdated. You know, they they're you know 2003, 2004. Sure, I
0: remember them. You know, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so anyway, I'm updating all those, and they changed cool. the name. It's no longer About.com; that we call it the the Balance.com. So I write cool. for them. So I do a lot of writing, um, and then I got a podcast similar to you. I've done over hundred podcasts, awesome. and we call it we call it the Tactical Fitness Report, um, where you know I get a couple of guys that are in a tactical industry or former tactical guys that, uh, and we just talk about fitness. Basically, you know some of the topics that we discuss are just things I've previously written for the last 20 years and we just expand upon it um but we take a lot of questions from people as well and answer those uh but you know i'll be honest with you afternoon i'm starting to kind of fade a little bit on my creativity and then i do a little more administrative side of the business of uh you know selling products and books and you know website updates and things like that and then uh you know hang out with my kids in the uh afternoon when they get home and you know go to their sports events and you know, things like that. So yeah, sometimes I get a second workout in, in the afternoon, maybe a light lift, uh, you know, if somebody's nursing something, we'll do some extra, you know, things to help them, uh, get over some of the, uh, aches and pains of previous workouts and then, uh, uh, eat dinner and start winding down for the last hour. I try to read a little bit of something for about 30 minutes before I go to bed. And then, you know, nine times out of 10, I'm sleeping with a book on my chest. You know, I just fell asleep. So uh, we we, we repeat that uh, six, seven days a week. So
0: that's awesome. So tell me a little bit about the link between self-confidence, right? We, you know, getting that self-confidence and self-discipline. I mean, I'm a big believer that it's it's linked up very strongly where once you start increasing that self-discipline, self-confidence comes right with it.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I think um, I think by you having a goal, having a, a motivation to achieve a goal, and then having the guts, the balls to go out and start working to go achieve that, you're going to see progress. You're going to see progress no matter what that is, whether it's a physical goal, it's a work goal, it's an academic goal, whatever that is you're going to start seeing progress and that's going to give you, like you said, the confidence you need to keep moving forward. You know, and you're, you're going to have bumps along the way too. You're going to have, you know, setbacks that pull you back here, but you got to keep moving forward. You got to keep moving forward. And then you get another, you know, a good, you know, good confidence booster and you keep moving forward. You know, you're going to have another setback and you know, and you learn from these setbacks and you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of failing you know, don't, don't worry about failing. We all fail. We're human. We, we make mistakes. Yes. Um, but learn from them. And if you can learn from other people's mistakes, even better, um, you know, you you know, what not to avoid. And that's where mentorship comes in. And, you know, you can, you can learn a lot from people who've kind of been there, done that before you. Uh, and then, you know, that confidence just grows, you know, and, and eventually it, it's part of your life forever. Right. No matter what idea you have, you know, if I have an idea like, oh, man, that's a great idea. I think I'm going to write a book on that. Or, you know, I think I'm going to make a whole new website and change my whole business model just because I got this idea. Well, you know what? I'm going to bust my ass and go do that. You know, especially if I really want to do it. You know, I really want to make this accomplishment. People do that all the time, whether it's a race, it's a mountain they want to climb, you know, it's a school they want to attend. You know, whatever it is, you know, it's a work goal they want to do. Um, you know, and I think, you know, your actions will build confidence. That's that's the only way to build confidence is through your actions.
0: I agree. I mean, uh, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, uh, it, it's a matter of, and what you said here were failure, you know, it's, it, it's just not an option when you are growing and when you are progressing on the road to self-confidence, to self-discipline, you're going to fail. That's, that's just it. You know, you got to take that and learn from it. And once you start learning from it, you just get stronger in that mind, body, spirit connection. you're able to take it up to that next level. and you know I'm with you with 100 percent here. Now we can't leave a word out that in my world is very, very important when we talk about tactical fitness or basic basically anything tactical, right It's courage. All right. now when we build self-discipline self-confidence and because bottom line is to you know we can be in a tactical field and we can be fit and have the mindset but we might lack the courage and I want your input on how either what courage is to you and how someone could develop it
1: man that is so tough yeah I will say um you know we're, we're on the right path to building courage because I, I think you have to to have those struggles and successes you know and failures and successes that follow to actually you know build the confidence that that yields courage now you might not do anything ever right it, you might not be prepared to do any of these, you know things that you're about to do, but one day you see somebody who is, you know, about to die, about to lose their life, and you have the courage to go run into their house and get them out and pull them out. And you, you, but somehow you found that way of doing it. You know, so courage is such an intangible that you know I, I'd hate to. I, I think I would. I think I would disrespect the word courage by almost given it a, a, a tangible definition, you, you know what I mean? Because it's one of those things that I think comes with life, I think comes with love for fellow, for yourself, for fellow humans, um, for the mission, you know, whatever that is, you know, I, I don't think you can have courage without, you know, that kind of, you know, personal love for, you know, what you are, are doing here on this earth you know,
0: um, it makes sense.
1: You know, I mean, when, especially in your tactical professions, I mean, you, you ha I mean, you probably build up some, some amount of hate, you know, that just occurs with the job, but you have to one, love what you do, love why you do it and love the brothers and sisters that you're serving with to, uh, be able to, to do, you know, what comes down to one day being defined as that was the most courageous thing I've ever seen, you know, and and we see it in, you know, the awards that people get, you know, in different professions. And, you know, I, like I said, I, to, to give it a, a tangible definition is is rather uh, challenging. I just think there's just so many intangibles that are involved in courage that, um, that, you know, even as a, you know, highly trained individual, I still hope I have the courage when confronted with certain situations. Y- y- you know what I mean? I, oh, yeah. I don't think I, I ever still have 100% confidence that I'm going to speak up when I need to speak up or to act when I need to act. You mm-hmm. know, I yeah. I yeah. always hope I will. And sure. I, I think that is probably the best we can do as a human, you know, when it comes to doing something courageous. You know, yep. we be prepared as best you can, and hope that you react accordingly, and are courageous when needed.
0: Yep, great, great point. I mean, that's uh, it is very difficult to describe, and and it's and and it's a tough. You know, the courage is it's tough to define, and uh, we're all hoping that when the time comes, we could rise up to that occasion with courage right with that that's gonna carry us through whatever situation it is in our life and uh, I mean it could like going back to what you were saying earlier alluding back you know it, it could be courage could be very simple just you know going to talk to a parent you know from a child's point of view hey you know I'm fessing up to a parent well yeah. that little bit in comparison to someone in the tactical in the tactical world you know Pulling out somebody out of a car when the car is on fire—you know there, there's two dynamic ends to that—but courage is so difficult, and, and you're right on, so difficult to um, to define. Now, talk to me a little bit about fitness over 45, and for to those guys that are 50, 50 plus, do you still think that a you know someone stepping up? even at 50, 55, 60, can still better themselves physically and mentally through tactical fitness?
1: Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I've seen it happen, you know, countless times. And I'll be honest with you, I probably get more reward personally than, you know, seeing seeing a guy who has been unfit for 20 years get in the best shape of his life, able to do pull-ups when he never did pull-ups even as a teenager you you know and he's 50 years old lost 50 pounds and is feeling like a million bucks and all his health numbers are you know healthy you know as opposed to you know getting a a kid that wants to be special ops and he's at 10 pull-ups and now he gets 25 pull-ups you know that's two different great goals great achievements but at the same time you know it's just you know i i see the guy that that struggles from zero and gets to healthy. And, and I find that to be, uh, a very re- rewarding thing. Now I will say this, you, you specifically asked about fitness over 40, 45, 50. Um, you know, I have some new rules for fitness over 40, right? And the one of them is, um, you can no longer outwork your diet, you know, no matter how hardcore you are, you know you can no longer outwork your diet it's almost impossible you know Great. i look at food i look at food and i gain weight you know and i think <laughs> you know, when you're when you're in your 40s when you're 40 and over i mean yeah. it's real easy to loo- to gain a pound sure. or two a year and by 50 now you're you know 20 30 pounds overweight sure sure right and and it's it comes subtly as that even if you're active so you have to watch your diet. You have to watch what you eat. So, you can't outwork your diet. Um, if you're a runner, you probably need to start considering pulling back and adding other options of cardiovascular activity. You know, throw in a non-impact day in between running days. Instead of running five, six days a week, you know, let's try running three and then doing bike and elliptical and swimming on the days in between. Your knees are going to thank you as you get into your 40s and 50s and 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 longer. Um, just, you know, human knee is built the same way it has been for, for hundreds of thousands of years. And, you know, we are now, you know, I don't think they've evolved that much and, you know, you you can put a beating on them, especially if you're overweight, putting a beating on them. Right. So, um, if you're a heavier guy now, if you're an active dude, active runner that, you know, is probably a 150 pound guy or maybe a hundred pound girl, you know, you're, you're going to be able to, to run forever and you know, multiple days a week, but typical guys, a little bit of 200 pound plus, you know, consider going every other day on the run. So that's rule number two. The other one is the mobility day that I spoke about earlier. Mm -hmm. Add one of those in, take a hard workout that you normally do in the middle of the week, add a mobility day once a week, and it's phenomenal. And I'm trying to think about what's the next step for 50 and over, you know, and I'm, I'm playing around with two mobility days a week when you're 50 and over, right? Just, you know, and, um, it it makes a difference. And now one of those movability days can be a, a yoga day, you know, with swimming following or something like that, you know, just something that's easy on the joints, works full range of motion. And, you know, it's really pain free at the end of this, you know, at the end of the day, you should be walking out of the gym and not feeling any pain. That's a good, uh, good goal and result of doing a mobility day. You know, if you're looking for that. So I would say, If there are three new rules to fitness over 40 and plus, it's those three.
0: So so I have a a couple questions for me personally. What's your take on kettlebells?
1: Well, I think they're a commie bastard exercise that uh, I don't do. No, I'm just teasing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I grew up in the Cold War, so (laughs) I still don't (laughs) trust Russians. Um, Love it. No, but uh, no, I I use kettlebells. I used kettlebells this morning. Um, Okay. You know, we were doing farmer walks with kettlebells. We were doing kettlebell swings a couple of days ago. Cleans, you know, Turkish get-ups, you know, all that stuff. I I don't have a problem with kettlebells. Um, they're not the only thing I do. I still use barbells. I still do calisthenics. I still run. I swim. You know, do non-impact activities. You know, they're they're a piece. You know, I use the TRX as well. You know, so they're they're just a part of a program versus being the only thing I'm doing.
0: Now TRX um, and I'm excuse me I'm a little bit not, I'm not, I'm not familiar with TRX is that the the cable? Uh, yeah, it's cable? Uh,
1: like the um, the suspension training.
0: Okay. So got uh, it, usually got they it. Come
1: in kind of bright yellow, black. Yep, you know yep. TRX. Um, you know they're they're really great. You know it's basically um, straps that you can lean back and make it really difficult to do rows and push-ups and you know variety of core work and um you know suspend half of your body off the ground sure, while, sure, when sure. it adds a lot of core work in there so yeah i love suspension training using you know trx type products as well and
0: your take on uh, pool on swimming unlike on you oh, know man. if you have a pool and then or go out into to the ocean talk to me about that
1: man i you know i think probably re- one of the main reasons i joined the navy i grew up in florida you know, so I swam year round just about, um, I wasn't a competitive swimmer. I was more of a football player, but we just swam and skied and did that. So I have always been comfortable in the water and I've probably the main reason I joined the Navy is because, you know, they're in the water. Um, and, uh, you know, so swimming has, you know, especially when I started preparing for seal training, you know, swimming became a very big part of my fitness programming, um, ever since. And I've been, been doing it you know for over 30 years now and i I swim probably five times a week yeah so I, i i love swimming highly recommend it and i usually finish my workouts with a swim you know on a hot day one thing i really love about swimming is on a hot day i may work out for an hour and a half outside running mixing you know, uh, calisthenics and, and whatever. And I'm exhausted. I come into the pool, shower, jump in the pool. And I will tell you this. One thing I've learned is that half of your fatigue is body heat. So I may not even feel like doing this next 30 minute swim workout. I jump in the pool, tread water for five minutes, get my, my body temperature back down. I'm in the zone again. I got that second wind and I'm ready to roll. So if you're ever feeling really fatigued, you know, get yourself in the water, just soak. You know, for five, ten minutes, and you're you're gonna see, you know, especially if you're hot, you know, um, you're gonna see that body temperature come down, your energy energy levels pop back up, and you know, you're able to get a second piece of that workout where, you know, um, if you did it the other way around, you you know, you may not be able to to fit all that in there because you know, it's, it's a good way to cool down and, and do it. So that's how I kind of use it. That's
0: awesome. Ex- that's that's extend awesome. Extend my
1: workout. Extend my workouts a little bit more so I can get a little bit more and not not feel like I'm going to pass out.
0: That's amazing. And do and you think that going in the pool could you know stretch you out and kind of limber you out also?
1: Oh, absolutely. In fact, every swim I do now, especially since I'm over 40, mm-hmm. um, every swim I do now, I end it with five minutes, or sometimes 10, of all the dynamic stretches I can think of in chest-deep water. So leg swings, butt kickers, Hip openers, b- running in place. Um, you know, if you want to tread and you want to work your hips a little more, you can. You know, tread with scissor kicks, tread with breaststroke kicks. You know, egg beater. You know, all these different movements of the hip to kind of get a, a wide range of, That's awesome. uh, of yep. movement there. And I'm telling you, I, I I always end my runs and rucks. I still ruck, you know. I'm mm-hmm. almost fifty and still ruck with the with the young guys. I come back into the pool, do my swim. Always end it, and by the time I'm, you know, finished five ten minutes of treading and uh, dynamic stretching, my legs and hips are back into it because I can easily be overtraining, and I tend to feel my overtraining in my hips. When my hips start hurting, I gotcha. know I'm overtraining. But this, you know, mobility stuff that, you know, at the end of a swim workout or in the middle of the week has allowed me to, you know, not have those aches and pains of, of the, in the hips and uh, lower extremities that typically plagued me, um, even in my, you know, 20s and 30s.
0: Amazing. Great stuff, man. Great stuff. All right. I'm going to ask you, Stu, a question that I ask all my guests here. Okay. It's what is your definition of a modern day warrior?
1: Mm, man, you know, um, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer it this way. I mean, I, I think a warrior can be any of us for for mainly, right? But I'm I'm gonna give credit to the kids I see every day. And you know, people give you know talk a lot of shit about the millennial generation, right? Snowflakes, and you know, everybody gets a trophy. But let me tell you, I've been doing this free training program for 15 years. So that means, you know, 2003, I started this. 2003 was the beginning of a war that we had no idea was going to last, you know, more than 10, 15 years, right? Just wars don't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And the people I see that come work out with me in the morning that are going to serve, whether it's Marines, SEALs, Army guys, special ops, whatever, you know, all these guys knew when they join, they're going to go to war. Right. And I see it every single day, you know, and, um, you know, yeah. Is it a major percentage of that population? No, but it exists. It exists in there and they give me hope for the future. Um, these young guys, in fact, I even call it, you can kind of see it here on my, my shirts says, you know, heroes of tomorrow. That is that's what, yeah. that's what I call my my uh my training group and uh you know they to me are the type of kids they're just high school kids that might have played sports not everybody even plays sports but you know they are training to go do something greater than themselves
0: sure and
1: and i think that is what uh that's kind of how i define the modern day warrior or any warrior for that matter. You know, they are they are in to do something that is challenging, they know it's dangerous, but it's it's for a cause that's bigger than themselves.
0: Love it, man. Great stuff. Hey Stu, how can people reach you number one and also give me the titles of your books?
1: Well, you know, I've I've actually written I've published over 12 books now. You know, there are all these ones ones behind me, but I've uh, self-published about another 30. Um Jeez. But they're just, you know, they're, they're fitness books that, you know, that ad- specifically address um, specific tests. Like if you want to join the FBI, I have a te- fitness program to help you pass that fitness test because it's competitive. Awesome. Get yep, in there, yep. you know, whatever it is. CPAT, you know, uh, Ranger School, Army, you know, whatever the, the test is. That's kind of where I uh, specialize in. So if you think about tactical fitness, think about it in three phases. I call it the two through and after phase or maybe maybe a better way to call it is the recruit you know you got to pass a fitness test to get into the training you're the student now you're trying to endure an academy a uh you know boot camp a selection special ops selection and then you're the operator so recruit student operator there's three phases of tactical fitness and they're all different because it specifically addresses what they do uh, but they all have some same commonalities of being good at all the elements of fitness versus just great at one. So I write about cool. that. You can find it on military.com. You can find it on my website, stu smith, fitness.com. And, uh, like I said, there's books, there's online coaching. There's, there's a variety of stuff that's available to, to people if they, uh, want to want to be involved with me. And if you're ever in a, in the Maryland area, come join our free workouts. I'm not lying. There's, they're free workouts, you know, um. You know, people we've been doing it for a while now and we get people from out of state all the time to come join us. So good stuff, too.
0: Good stuff for our listeners. What I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be putting on the show notes. I'm going to put links to uh, his site and also to his podcast and then some of the books out there that you can. uh, Are they on Amazon? Some of those books? Yes. Yeah. So we'll put some. Most of them are. Yeah. Cool. So we'll put some links on the, uh, on the show notes for you. Well, Stu, man, listen, it's been an absolute honor to have you on. You are definitely a wise individual, man. Oh, we learned, you. we learned a lot of stuff about fitness here. Um, you know, I just basically sat, sat here and just absorbed everything you said. So some very, very good stuff, man. We would love to have you back on for sure soon.
1: Anytime. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be on your show. And you, like I said, you've had a great podcast with some great people. And I'm, I'm honored to be in that that category of people that you have on here. So thank you.
0: All right, brother. Stay safe. Boom. There you have it. What a great conversation with Stu Smith. Listen, if you could implement even half of what he's talking about into your life, you're going to be stronger. You're going to have a stronger mindset and you're going to ha- live definitely a healthier life. Lifestyle, And more importantly, you're going to be prepared if the shit hits the fan to protect yourself and your family. Listen, before we get going, remember, go reserve your tickets right now before prices go up, conclaveofwarriors.com. Check it out, conclaveofwarriors.com. Of course, give us a follow on Instagram, at war with two R's. Until next time, your life may be challenging and full of dangers, but never retreat. Your last battle may be your greatest victory.